Welcome, weary travelers. You are just in time for another episode of the For Crits and Giggles podcast. I am Kieran Bennett, your dungeon master for this tale, and your brave heroes this evening are Aguila Newman. I'm just not in a very greeting mood today. <laughs> Bring that hype train for season two. Uh, Nick Chong. Welcome back, everybody. Hannah Calvert. Hello, fine friends. And Sam Clark. New season, new accent. I sound like this now. Uh, yeah, so welcome welcome back, everybody, to uh, season two of For Crits and Giggles. It's been a really, really long time. It's been a very long time. How, how have we all been? We've aged. We're all 60 mm. years older. <laughs> Grayer and wiser. I have two children now. They've grown and left home. Bartholomew and Matilda. <laughs> But of course. <laughs> but of course. Uh, yeah, so uh, welcome back, everybody, to uh, For Crits and Giggles. Um, we had a great season one, uh, and hopefully we're going to have an even better season two. Um, hopefully by now you've had a chance to check out the little uh, teaser that we released, which was very exciting, uh, and also had a listen to the uh, season one recap to kind of give you give you an idea, give you a refresher of what's been going on. Uh, and keeping in with that theme, uh, tonight we're, we're not going to be, we're not going to be looking to the present. We're not going to be looking to the future. We're going to be looking into the past because, you know, if there's any healthy mental state that I'm aware of, it's dwelling on the things that have already happened and wondering how you could have possibly changed them. Uh, so, you know, keeping in with <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Retrospect. I have no idea what you said because you roboted so hard for me, but whatever it was, I agree. Uh, so tonight we'll be we'll be going back into the past, and we'll actually be we'll be looking at how our four heroes uh, met. But uh, before we do that, speaking of our four heroes, who who are you guys even playing tonight? Aguilan. Um, I'm playing as Pog. Um. <laughs> Fisher boy from not Asian town. No, I am more die torn shade, a uh, a tiefling druid. Um, yeah. <laughs> nice, you great, you did it. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you know so much. Uh, Hannah, who 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 might you be playing this evening? I'm Anya. Uh, I'm a hill dwarf sorcerer. <laughs> no surname. Come on. That's why I was looking at my pages to try and remember. <laughs> it ended That's in fine. Draven. Sam, <laughs> Draven, Sam <I> who? <laughs> Sam, who? Who might you be playing this evening? Well, in the gap between last season and this one, it was so long that Poe died off screen. I know it's really sad. I am now <laughs> handsome Spanish die. bard Salazar. Fucking. Water glass is the clearest <laughs> thing that was. Uh, Hang on. <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, is he oh. lying? <laughs> no, I am uh, former Captain Pochin, as my my colleague. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Elucidated? <laughs> is that a word? Absolutely no idea. Elucidated? You don't talk like this in clear? real life. Uh, you know, you're like a reporter. Yeah. Of words. Yeah. Save your life. 
As my colleague alluded to before, he is uh, the Fisher Boy. Uh, come, come, great military captain, come, man of peace. <laughs> but he does still like punching people in the face and eating lots of ham. Nice. Uh, and Nick, how about yourself? Right. So I am Mithras, a wood elf who is keen on murder and justice. <laughs> Murder I and I justice? Yeah, Could it be? I'm really <laughs> sure about the, the whole justice thing. It's very important. All right, so now that we now that we know our, our, our cast of characters, or now that we know who they are, why don't we why Let's don't we be honest, get we do them? not know them whatsoever. These are just no. names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was, that was why I kind of stepped back and I, and I changed my, my entire sentence and said, now that we know who they are, let's get to know them. We open on Crossmire, a city on the western border of Cantilia, the region in the centre of Iannis, built over hundreds of years on top of the mightiest, largest bridge to ever cross the Shalorn River. Crossmire is now a sprawling metropolis of tents and buildings suspended over raging water that makes its fortune through fishing and a state-sponsored thieves' guild, the Silver Hands. In the Lines district of the city, where fishing lines are made and repaired, there is a market full of a variety of wares. A young dwarf woman is currently weaving her way through the crowd, her (gasps) face covered from the nose downwards. Anya, can you describe for me what you look like? What are you wearing? How do you carry yourself? And what, at this point in your life, is your aim? Hey, yo, chick, what you wearing? (laughs) (laughs) What you about, girl? (laughs) Uh, Well, Anya is trying to blend in Which is why she's covering her face Uh, So she's sort of wearing like a cloak And general sort of nondescript traveller's wear Very sturdy clothing Nothing that stands out or is too bright and colourful it's like it's been it's been a few years since you've uh, left home. So you know what is, what is kind of like your general your general aim? What are you I mean, what are you doing? You're not just wandering the land aimlessly. So are you looking for something? Are you do you have a goal in mind, or are you intentionally goalless because your life is so sad? <laughs> are we talking about the game? You said <laughs> the podcast gets fucking real. <laughs> oh god. Um, and Anya, she's kind of a bit aimless at this point. She's got a general idea in her head of um, finding out information about uh, what she considers as her curse, which is um, being visited by Ikana. There you go. Um, so currently she's heard a rumour that the Starlet Rock is heading to Crossfire or near thereabouts. Um, so she's hoping that she could possibly figure out a way into it and get some information on Ikana and what the hell is going on. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so then at this point the uh, the camera, so to speak, sort of zooms out and uh, we, we come to a, a sort of slightly older, but not that much older, uh, elven man. Uh, Mithras, you're currently standing at the mouth of an alley in Crossmire, just off from the market in the Lines District. Um, you're just kind of leaning, you know, nonchalantly against the against like a brick wall. Uh, what do you, what do you look like at this point in your life? Uh, 
you know, just describe describe your appearance for me. Um, at this point in Mithras's life, he's not looking too good. He just lost something very dear to him, and he doesn't know how to cope with it. So he's turned to, well, he's turned back to stealing. That's the only thing that he knows. So he's blending into the wall at the moment in this little alleyway, looking for easy pickings. Oh, right, yeah. right. Uh, so while you're leaning against this wall nonchalantly, because I wanted to say the word twice, <laughs> it's a good uh, word. you're currently thinking about your home like city it. of Moraeus. What about it is dominating your thoughts? Family. Or those family members who are no longer here. Um, more particularly, a grandfather. But just thinking about it puts him in a, a very, very sad mood which is why he doesn't want to go back anymore that's fair enough that's fair enough uh so as you're standing there nonchalantly <laughs> i like see to, a young... to make a word french you just try and skip as many letters as possible like if you just say nonchalantly that's not quite french <laughs> Or Whoa. Whoa. Do you know French? You just like make it, make the like the general. What was that great word from the other episode? Perturbed. Can't remember. Perturbed. 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 I had to say it in my recap. Protruded. Protruded. Purple. No, that's that's great. Protuberous <laughs> nuts. So, so you're standing, you're standing in this alleyway, and uh, and you see a young dwarf woman uh, making her way through the crowd, uh, and there's something hanging off her belt that uh, that catches your eye. What is it? I notice a very fine piece of silk. It's the hanky underneath the belt. The hanky, yes. It's a durag. <laughs> Nice. It's a gang colors. <laughs> yeah. She represents wherever she's, she goes. A rapper. She's part of the same hood. So, uh, so you, you notice this uh, <laughs> silk handkerchief uh, hanging off uh, Anya's belt, and so you, uh, you you step into the crowd. You know, blending. Three one five in. cave dwellers. <laughs> Killer bees. <laughs> Uh, blend, blending in fairly easily, uh, you know, Crossmar <laughs> being a, a, a very varied uh, city, and uh, and you you reach forward to uh, to take the I keep wanting to say napkin. Uh, you reach forward to take the handkerchief, not the napkin. Uh, roll a roll a d twenty for me, please. Do I have to roll? Uh, no, just 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 the first, just the first. One moment, please. That would be a two. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, uh, so, so, what <laughs> so what? So what happens is you, uh, you you reach forward and you 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 grab the, the handkerchief and you start to, to tug it out of her out of her belt, but it uh, it catches and the uh, the corner tears off the handkerchief, and uh, so you now end up having basically three quarters of a handkerchief, and then Anya. At the same time, you're wandering through, and just as you feel uh, something sort of tugging on the back of your uh, on the back of your belt, you hear a familiar voice in your head go, "Anya, behind you!" 
and you turn around, and an elf has just stolen some of your handkerchief. And he uh, he looks he looks rather surprised to to <laughs> say the least, and uh, and quickly turns on his heel and begins to run away. Do you do you give chase to him? I roll my eyes and give chase. <laughs> Nice. Okay, I'd like you both to roll the d20 now. Fifteen. Do I add anything? Nope. Sixteen. Oh, damn. Sixteen. All right. Uh, he so didn't even uh, roll the dice. You just said, oh, sixteen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure I got sixteen. Oh no, I got sixteen. I did honest. Honest. G-O-D. <laughs> Uh, so, so you guys, so you guys are giving chase, and and, and Mithras is kind of like he's, he's stumbling into a few people, but and so Anya's like ducking through legs and stuff, and you know you're almost about to uh, you're almost about to catch up with them uh, when you you run you run through an alley uh, between two tents. Uh, there's there's tents all over the place, uh, and Anya, you are just for a brief moment distracted by the scent of blood and the smell mm-hmm. of something burning coming from a tent that you've just passed and you you stop outside and you you look towards the tent and the the, the flap at the back is kind of open a little bit and before you've had a chance to notice this elf has now slipped away from you and so you reach forward and because you know you're a, a curious person and you have an adventurous spirit you reach forward and you you push aside the flap and you see a body on the floor of the tent. Now, Poe, you are currently sitting in a Kinhari tea shop. What do you what do you look like at this point? What do you what do you what do you have on and what do you you know what do you what do you look like? Describe what you wearing, girl. Uh, Poe has the telltale signs of a traveler and not a particularly well kept one. Uh, he's for for the amount of uh, of walking he's he's done. He's, he's got three pairs of underwear and they're all full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's wearing them okay. all at once. It's important to note before I say any of this that he's dirty, but he's not grubby. He looks like he's been rolling around in the dirt, but he doesn't look... He's unkempt. He's unkempt, but he's not homeless, you know? (laughs) (laughs) He's not not greasy, put it that way. Um, (laughs) Apologies to our homeless listeners. Um, (laughs) Except for you greasy ones. Go get yourself a shower, you scoundrels. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he's he's unkempt, uh, surprisingly overweight for the amount that he's walked. He's not um, a particularly dark-skinned man, but he's uh, he's tanned from, uh, from the sun. Uh, his hair is... He's made an attempt to tie it, but there are so many loose strands he may as well not have... Um, he's not much uh, and he doesn't grow much of a beard but what can grow has grown to basically it's full scraggly length um like i say his um his robe is is muddied um and aged but it but it's clearly been 
cleaned during his, his travels, but most likely in a river or, or um, no, no professional laundry has uh, has seen that robe for, for quite some years. Um, but more than anything, he looks like a very happy man. He's mm-hmm. um, sitting in the warm, and he's not talking to anyone. He's just got his tea, but he has a big smile. Uh, and I think anyone who walked into that tea shop w- would know as much. So, Poe, you said that you were sitting in uh, in the tea shop by yourself. Uh, unfortunately, that's where you're wrong. Uh, I hate to <laughs> correct your own story, but you know, for once, I've actually managed to remember something about the past. Uh, and so, you're sitting across uh, the wasn't table talking to anyone to Prince Zuko. <laughs> <laughs> It's the Avatar. Oh, my son. <laughs> That's a terrible, terrible IRO impression. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so so you're sitting you're sitting across from someone and uh, and, and you're talking to them, uh, and this, this guy's uh, sort of roughly the same age as you, maybe a little bit younger. Um, he he obviously lives in the city, and you're you're kind of like two friends, sort of catching up and, and that sort of thing. Um, uh, what is the guy's name, and how do you know him? He doesn't have to be Ken Harian, so you don't have to give him like a sort of vaguely yeah, racist name. Yeah, so. I was just about to open the, the Asian name generator, so it's good, uh, <laughs> good call. You know what? For, for ages, I've always... Uh, one of my uh, biggest cr- criticisms of high fantasy is sometimes it feels it needs to be a little too over to the top with the fantasy. Um, so his name is uh, Steve Griggs. Um <laughs> Which Almost is, fantastical in its mundanity. <laughs> it's like nice. nickname. It's a perfectly legitimate high fantasy name. Uh, so Stay Steve and I are, are sharing tea. Um, he's someone I know from uh, from military service. Um, he was uh, a quartermaster. Um, he he never ac- actually actively fought, but um, but he was a quartermaster who would bring. Um, where are we? Crossmire. Crossmire. He would bring um, uh, Crossmire gilded blades and armor across to Kinha, and he would sell them to uh, to the army and to to town guards and and that sort of thing. Um, and and I've met him in town because um, I know he has lots of wares, and I'm looking for uh, a particular brand or a particular scent, I should say, of of incense. All right, so uh, so we we join you then uh, mid conversation, uh, just as uh, you guys are kind of finishing off your tea, and you know this the, you guys are uh, you have been here for a couple hours basically, and you're kind of wrapping it up, and uh, and he goes, well, look, I, I'm I'm just saying, Poe, uh, Cantilia is a stable place for sure, but uh, the orcs have a long list of grievances that Kurzal ain't likely to let him forget. We'll hear from them soon, and. I tell you what, I plan on being far away when it happens. You should too. What a a wonderfully mundane Mm. accent you just (laughs) came up with then. Perfect. Perfect characterization of Steve (laughs) Griggs. What does Steve Griggs look like? Average white dude. He's Imagine a, a Steve Red. <laughs> he is milk toast personified. 
Uh, so do you do you, do you respond to him at all, or you just sip your tea silently? Um, uh, Poe gives gives a knowing nod and, and um and says to him, Steve. I've run from many things for much of my life. I've decided to stop doing that. Well, uh, I suppose that's uh, really up to you then, Poe, but uh, I... <laughs> you always were a lot braver than I was. And he reaches into his coat and he uh, passes you a little sort of bundle and you can... You smell a, a familiar scent uh, coming from him and he sort of pushes it across the table to you and he says, uh, consider, this a, consider this a gift from... Uh, for, for old time's sake. And he, uh, he kind of drains the last of his tea and uh, stands up, puts a few coins on the table and kind of, you know, I'll see you around, Poe. Motherfucker, we've been talking for two hours and you had it in your coat the whole time? Damn! <laughs> no, Poe po takes it, sniffs it, smiles even broader than he has been, if that's even possible, uh, and, and sort of nods towards Steve as he walks away. And so, and so, so, so after that, you then you you leave the tea shop and uh, you head out uh, into the city. And uh, as you're just kind of walking down the road, maybe like ten or twenty seconds after you leave this uh, this tea shop, uh, a person falls from the roof above you, and you just crash down together. And in this heap, and the guards start going like, "Hey, what the what the hell?" And they all kind of come over towards you and you know they're they're you know quite intimidating looking folks uh, with you know big high boots and and stiff blue uniforms and big shoulder pads and things like that uh but uh before we find out what happens there uh we're gonna join Mordai. yes that's you that's me uh it is you yes yeah uh so Mordai, uh, you are currently sneaking through the Lines District of Crossmire. Uh, would you mind telling me uh, what piece of interesting news drew you to the city? Um, there are some. Well, one of the one of the things that Crossmire is famous for is a particular plant that only blooms here um, every so many years, but this time it's bloomed. Um, a lot earlier. So, I am coming to investigate. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, <clears throat> so, at the moment, uh, you are disguised as Crossmire does not allow tieflings within its walls uh, due to the Queen's uh, intense distrust of tieflings. Uh, but um, outside of your disguised, uh, outside of your disguise, sorry, uh, what do you normally look like? What do you, you know, how do you, how do you dress? What do you, what do you, you know, what you got going on, girl? <laughs> um, <laughs> Mordai is not particularly fancy when it comes to clothes. It just has a, like a waist pelt, I guess you could call it. A cloak with a, with a deep hood <laughs> to cover his horns. Um... About it, really, other than his uh, gigantic beating club. Nice. Uh, so to, to to kind of break the tension and and you know really just sort of you know break the surprise. Uh, what? Do you, how are you disguised? As a dog. 
Nice. Uh, so you continue walking through the city when uh, when you're you kind of coming into a busier part of the of the district uh, near kind of the the market. Um, when you spy a tall, imposing guard with an equally as tall blue hat and a stiff blue uniform with big, fancy gold lapels, uh, flanked by a, a couple of other guards uh, in you know very stiff blue uniforms as well, uh, and you see him uh, kind of walk down the street towards you, uh, sort of peering haughtily at the, the townsfolk, uh, and he's uh, chewing very noisily and very obnoxiously on uh, some kind of tobacco or something like that and um they stop in front of a, a small stall and, and you sort of pause for a moment to, to kind of see what's going on uh and the, the the person there uh sort of looks uh not not necessarily afraid but kind of concerned about this and uh and you're not close enough to hear exactly what this uh, captain says but he uh sort of points at the stall and uh and one of the guards moves to the shopkeeper uh but Oddly enough, not before rolling his eyes and, and almost seeming like some kind of, you know, moody teen as he uh, as he then goes to throw the shopkeeper to the ground and uh, and the captain begins sort of yelling in, at him and kind of interrogating him and as though he's you know trying to extract like you know protection money or or something from him. Uh, a little bit uh, perturbed by this, you go to kind of move past and uh, and then the captain. Uh, his, uh, his hands uh, clasped quite firmly behind his back suddenly sort of rises and his eyes start kind of darting around and he looks directly at you, like right into your eyes. And, uh, and so you're a bit sort of, a bit worried by this and, uh, and you, you start moving up further up the street uh, away, from, away from this man. Uh, and then uh, begin to, you hear this uh, sort of, Hey, in the in the main body of the of the market, and uh, and you see uh, an elf uh, kind of running away from a, a dwarf, which you figure like oh, this this crazy city. That's why I don't. Uh, that's why I spend all my time out in the bush. And uh, and then you hear from an alley uh, someone going, "Help! Help! Help me! Help me!" What do you do? I go to investigate. Okay, uh, so you, you go down an alleyway uh, and enter inside a, a rather raggedy-looking tent. Uh, inside uh, is a man lying amongst his uh, possessions in the light of a, a dim, flickering torch. Uh, all over the walls, uh, these kind of little burn marks and just blood splattered everywhere, and there's this weird kind of acrid smell in the air that you find sort of weirdly familiar. Uh, and the man is covered in what you would assume is his own blood uh, and these uh, really like deep uh, like quite bad burns like really bad like quite fresh burns as well uh, and uh, and so you kind of you shift out of being a dog for just a moment to try and see if you can like you know help this guy and, and kind of give him some uh, and try to give him some assistance and uh, as you approach him the, the kind of the life leaves his body uh, and then suddenly this young dwarven woman lifts up the back flap of the tent and walks in Anya what is your reaction to seeing this tiefling standing over this body oh <laughs> uh, well considering the damage that's been done to this guy I think I may be a little out of my league here on my own so I'm just going to sort of back away up through the tent 
and just pretend I didn't see anything. And think about going for some guards. Wait. Okay. All right. I wait because he's kind of scary. It's, it's not what it looks like. Oh, they always say that. He died like just now. I just, I'm just investigating. Please. You're investigating. Are you a police officer? Okay, not not police. Are you? I'm a druid. What's I the thought thing? I could help him. You're a druid. Have you got healing spells? Can you heal him? It's it's too late for him. He's dead. He mm. did. He yes. looks pretty dead. Uh, did you see anyone else in here? I ain't no doctor. Uh, no, I did not. I okay. I literally just came here. Well, what should we do? Should we find guards, get some help? No, I, mean, I well, I suppose I, I could leave. <laughs> Is that because um, you know, you're this, a this... tiefling? Yes. <laughs> yeah, but, um... maybe that's a good idea for you to leave. But I mean, you saw nothing. You didn't see anyone backing away from the tent or anything. What? No. Was he dead no, when no. you got here? No, he was. He was on the edge of death. I mean, he's still got all this stuff. Like, I imagine anyone that was killing him for money would have taken all of those things. So you hear a gasp behind you. Uh, sorry, behind Morty, <gasps> that is. And you see uh, a woman uh, standing at the uh, at the entrance to the tent, and she goes, <gasps> Tiefling! Tiefling on the go, bridge! Oh! I go, Wait, it's not what it looks like. Uh, Morai pushes past her and turns into a dog, tries to escape. Uh, she then, uh, she, she, sorry, she also spots the body uh, and she goes, oh, murder, murder, guards, guards. Uh, and you start to hear the, the confident footsteps of, uh, of, of guards on their way to your position. Uh, but before that, mm. Mithras. Hi. Oh dear. Mithras, you are in the Lines District, having just escaped from the dwarven woman that you stole uh, the, uh, not a napkin, the handkerchief, the handkerchief from. Uh, you have just scrambled onto the top of a rather old building, one of the few uh, stone buildings in the city, one of the few places that's not a tent. Uh, and uh, can I get you to make... <laughs> Uh, can I get you to uh, just roll the d20 for me, please? Sure thing. Honestly, the layers of the story is just so good. <laughs> That's real doggy sounding back. Hey, it sounds like a proper three. dog. A three. Okay. Three. How, learn how to roll the dice. I know. <laughs> I know. Hey, rolled a 16 slash 17 before. I can't you are the my pioneer own. of d20 based accounting, so I think you should be better at rolling <laughs> dice. <laughs> That's right. It's happening. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, so, you, so, so you're kind of wandering across this uh, this roof, and then uh, all of a sudden, you uh, just like out of nowhere, uh, these guys dressed in these like really sparkly uh, silver coats with these kind of ornate, boofy hats, uh, just seemingly come out of just like 
thin air and two of them uh, quickly like grab your arms and pin them behind your back uh, and then uh, a third one kind of comes out and uh, he's got this like really pathetic looking uh, little sort of like pencil moustache uh, and like a sort of a wispy beard like he's obviously trying to have facial hair but he, he just really can't uh, and no one obviously has the heart to tell him uh, and so uh, he, he comes out and he goes eh Mithras, I thought we told you to leave. Excellent. <laughs> Nailed that voice. <laughs> so uh, well characterized. Uh, Mithras um, looks at this character and says, Get your bum fluff pubie face out of my face. Bum <laughs> fluff. <laughs> He, he, he kind of, uh, just for a brief moment, uh, touches at his at his beard and uh, quickly kind of tries to recover it uh, as opposed to, you know, being like, oh, I'm so self-conscious about it. Instead, begins to kind of stroke the, like, six hairs that are kind of hanging off his his chin. And he goes, no, no, I, I, I simply couldn't do that at all. <laughs> we are under strict orders from the queen to get you right out of this city after all can't have people without a thieving license thieving within the city can we <laughs> i'm no thief lefouf that's his name now <laughs> okay uh so lefouf uh then clicks his fingers and uh and he goes lebouf search his search his pockets and uh lebouf uh, searches through your pockets and he brings out like a you know a sort of little timepiece and like some coins and stuff and, and he's and he's like oh look what I found here boss oh he sure is a thief isn't he and uh, and then <laughs> LeFouf goes <laughs> and, uh, and LeFouf goes oh dearie dearie me you all know, we all know what the penalty for unlicensed thieving is, don't we? And the other two guys kind of on either side of you go, <laughs> and they are obviously very excited about this. And, uh, and LeFouf then clicks his fingers once more. And uh, uh, they will, uh, they'll, they'll sort of, they're laughing at you and they take you over to the edge of the building and throw you off the edge Whoa. of this building. Okay, that's, that's um... rude. Wow. It's a very, scalable, very reasonable punishment. Fucking LeFouf. And, uh, and as, you're, as you're, you're falling through the air, you're kind of thinking, like, well, this sucks. You know, this, this isn't great. Um, you know, I might live. This isn't a super tall building. Uh, they, they, they kind of screwed the pooch on that one. But uh, as you're thinking, I might die, uh, you instead smash down onto the top of this old fat Canarian guy who basically breaks your fall. Uh, and although you're not really feeling that great, uh, you know, you are now you are at least alive, which is uh, which is good to which is good to know. Um, and so the two of you are kind of gathering yourselves up, and the guards are kind of approaching, and you hear like more guards investigating something else, and you know, like the the guards are, are really kind of like getting getting quite close to you. Uh, but then at that point, uh, you. Uh, you, you're suddenly crashed into yet again uh, by this. Uh, are you like a border collie or something, or, or what? Um, oh, German Shepherd. Sure. So a, a German Shepherd. Yeah. Yes. Okay, sweet. So, uh, so this this German Shepherd suddenly comes tearing out of an alleyway uh, and just 
crashes straight into into <laughs> you guys, and now there's like you know two, four, six. There's just eight legs tangled all together as you're in this big pile of, uh, of flesh, and uh, and then this uh, this dwarf woman fucking comes out of another alleyway and. God damn it, she fucking crashes into you as well. What the hell is going fucking on here? Clumsy motherfuckers. <laughs> uh, and you are quickly surrounded by uh, the guards. And uh, and then this rather tall guard uh, comes over. His hands clasped behind his back. And this gross-ass motherfucker is just... <laughs> chewing on this tobacco or something. Mm. And he, uh, he smiles quite cruelly at you uh, and then announces to the crowd people of crossfire your homes are safe once again the killers have been caught strangers from outside our walls safety comes to you from captain and for take them away and we'll throw them into the river later <laughs> and so as you're being taken away uh, what strikes you as kind of odd is that despite being told that a gang of murderers has just been detained, no one on the street seems really all that happy about it. In fact, they just seem kind of depressed. Who erases a dog? I mean, ankle. I mean, do dogs have hands? Poor cuff. Well, you know, no, gnomes and halflings commit crimes as well, so they do have tiny handcuffs. And then just put one of those cones around his neck. <laughs> yeah. Just a, a cone of shame around his neck. Oh, no, he instantly no hangs his head. Bad dog. Mm. No schmeckers. <laughs> no no schmeckers for you. <laughs> he stops wagging his tail. Um, well, Poe, obviously, as he's being arrested, pr- protests. He says, oh, I'm, I'm just a travelling monk. I haven't done anything. Um, and then... And he starts to say, I don't know these... These people are my friends. They haven't done anything wrong. Bark, bark. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm put. Nice. Murderers? We're we're not murderers. What have we done? Who died? One of the the, the guards kind of like... And as he's as he's putting your handcuffs on, and you say that he like he tightens them like extra tight on you, uh, Mithras, and he and he he goes, you know what you did? Six people dead in a whole fortnight. You disgusting you lot. Six. And he like you know. Woof. Yeah, six. That's one Poe. more than five. I haven't even Poe. been Woof. here for the past year. Sorry, what does what does Poe do? He just looks appalled. He looks. A poet? Look, looks perturbed. Perturbed. Yeah. So you see, you guys get uh, you guys get taken away, and uh, and scene fades to black, and uh, and so uh, we then come back out of our our fade to black, and uh, and you guys are kind of uh, you know sitting in uh, sitting in a jail and a guard comes by with a couple trays of food and then another guard stops him and he goes uh, don't even bother they're getting thrown into the river tomorrow that'd be a waste of perfectly good food and that's what we're going to call it for this uh, snap oh snap Man. so mm-hmm. like they just led this dog away with a group of people <laughs> <laughs> 
Are you a talking you're dog? You're an accomplice. You're an accessory you. to murder. Can you talk when you're in dog form? I, I barked. But can you talk? No, no. Unfortunately, oh. not yet. <laughs> you sound like Scooby Doo. Wow, Hannah, do you speak dog? <laughs> oh, yeah, fluently. Uh, anyway. <clears throat> right, yes, yeah, so thank you for joining us for uh, this first episode of season two. Um, b- 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 what do we normally say at the end? <laughs> you you you're the one that says it. Mm, good point. Um, If you would like to talk to us about anything that happened in tonight's episode, you can find us on Twitter. We are at for CNG podcast or we're on Facebook. We are for crits and giggles. Uh, Alternatively, you can find us on iTunes where you can leave us a five star rating and review and tell us how much you uh, enjoy the show, how much you are enjoying the new season, even though it's only one episode long. But, you know, nevertheless, I feel like first impressions will be positive um you can also go to our website which is uh uh there you will find all our episodes you will find uh links to our various social medias uh and you will also find more importantly uh information on all of the characters from tonight's uh episode and you'll also find information about the world uh that we're that we're kind of playing in uh, a lot of sweet sweet art there as well um you know huge thank you to everyone who uh who has done art for us um i'm not gonna list them all because there's about a thousand of them but thank you to all those people you know who you are um so yeah i don't think i normally say anything else at the end of it you mention your Twitter? Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, uh, I am at Mr. K uh, underscore Bennett. Or... <laughs> <laughs> if you want to follow Sam on Twitter and ruin his professional career... If you want to follow me, uh, you can. At Twitter Hall. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, until uh, next time, uh, I hope you had a wonderful time this evening. Uh... And may all your hits be crits. Yay. Yeah. Hello, everybody. It's been ages. Wow, can you please do that again without <laughs> dragging your computer across your chest? Oh, did I? It sounded Hello, so everyone. good. Hello, everyone. It sounded uh, awful. It might I, be I'm, the cat. Good. I like that take. <laughs> no. You... Wait, so I can't move it. Hang on. This is not going to work. Yeah, it's, you're gonna have to sit tied. up like at a desk or something. Bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good take. I liked it. Yeah. All right. No, I, I just won't move. Okay. Uh, Aguila Newman. Not in a talking mood today. Oh, oh no, my microphones. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Unless he's muted again. I'm recording at least, which is good. But <laughs> it was a good take, believe me. <laughs> yeah, and he's frozen for me as well. <laughs> yes. Computer didn't like the new eggs. Right. Anyway. Oh, good yeah, I, I, I know all about good takes. Nope. And he shot off. Good start. Yeah, I was going to say, we're off to a great start Solid. Ah, it really fucks me up every time we don't have a recap. Mm. But anyway, Josh, Joshua, cut that, cut that bit out. <laughs> Put in the bloopers. 
들었는데 그러고 이제 No, don't even mention it. No, I didn't steal everything from. No. Nice. <laughs> I think just uh, made a connection. He's, he's the dragon of the West, After not what, the dragon like of the East. Totally yeah. original. <laughs> yeah. Who? The guy of Avatar, the last Airbender. The um, what's his name? I haven't <laughs> seen him in so long. Who? What's oh my name? god. Please, you could. I'm sorry. Yes, you know, I, I figured it out. Oh, okay, good. Anyway. He is a dog. Yeah. Yes, I have. Uh, I'm just really he good barks. at pretending That's to be a dog. That's what he does. So in character. Uh, he calls right now. for help, like Lassie. <laughs> uh, Morai goes to investigate. Who erases a dog?